everybody. Welcome to the Mindful Marriage Podcast. I am Tara Wiedemeyer, licensed professional counselor, and with me is Brock Yonke, lead care and support pastor at Hope Fellowship. And we are going to be talking to you today about appreciation. Um, the goal of this podcast is to help us be mindful and focus on our marriage so that we can thrive and survive. That was a beautiful introduction. Thank you. We had In a our ba- marriages. We had a battle before the podcast started, but who's going to give the introduction? <laughs> Tara lost. So that was a beautiful introduction. I felt like I was being fake. Well, so As the I. host, like, hey, welcome to the Mindful Marriage Podcast. But that was that, that didn't feel fake at all. Yeah. So you great. did a great job. Thank Speaking you. of expressing appreciation. So Thank that you. was nice. Yeah. Thank you for those words. Yeah. So uh, this is a, an interesting time. In our world, in our country. So, if you're listening to this later, right now we're in the midst of the uh, COVID nineteen, COVID nineteen, the coronavirus kind of social distancing and isolation a little bit. And so, we thought it would be nice to have a podcast to talk about, you know, because you're probably at home. Yeah, you're probably spending more time with your partner, spouse, kids, and that can get a little challenging and step on some toes. And so, we thought it would be a good way to. Um, maybe help challenge that and try some different things um, in how you express appreciation. Yeah. So we want to talk about that today. Um, Some of this we've talked about in the past, um, and so we're going to dive back into that and kind of expound and unpack it in a different way so maybe it can help. um, As you're going through the fire a little bit more, maybe this can be – because one of the things – we talked about in the past was the four horsemen, and one of the major ones that we talked about was the horsemen of contempt, and that seems to be. Uh, is it? Do I talk about Gottman too much? Because I wouldn't say too much, but because it's everybody always a like. Theme. Uh, well, I'll say I'll like. Oh, according to Gottman, and like, have you heard of him? For like, yeah, we've heard you talk about Gottman all the time. So I'm sorry well, we lo- if I have a little man crush on John Gottman. No, and Gottman's great. We love Gottman. So, but we are revisiting that today. So if you hear all that, right. don't just tune out and think, oh, I've already heard this, because hopefully you'll get some new nuggets out of it. I don't know if I would use the word nuggets, <laughs> but we can go on. And so the idea, the horseman of contempt, is basically the idea that you're kind of looking at your partner and kind of putting yourself in a spot where you feel like you're a little bit better than them. And so your words typically come out that way. So you're devaluing them a lot. Is that a decent way yeah, to say I it? Yeah, I think a good way, I mean, when I'm thinking about it and trying to get, like, explain that to people, I mean, disgust is a good place to start. It okay. sounds a lot like disgust. Um, it's very critical. And a lot of people have a hard time um, deciphering the difference between, like, criticism and contempt. Contempt is overall more harmful yeah. and um, nastier because it's it, it's almost like you disgust me without saying. I mean, sometimes it is that, but and so it's easy when you're at home a lot and things start to bother you. You're not used to that routine. To probably your words can probably slip into some not so nice things that you're saying continually. And so one of the things we thought would be nice to talk about is how can you begin to say some. To bring life with your words as opposed to bringing a little destruction and separation, mm-hmm. probably all kinds of anxiety in your home. So, yeah. all right. Um, so really kind of what I think this is, is kind of retraining your brain a little bit and feel free to, uh, you know, because you're the professional counselor. I used to, I've called Tara the professional therapist before and I've been criticized for that. So I felt some contempt, but professional counselor. And so really kind of what you're doing is just changing your mindset a little bit because it's like, 
as Gottman says all the time, like we typically kind of scan the world for things that we like to correct about people. The things, but he said a better way to do life is to kind of scan for positive. Well, yeah, because I think, and this is what Tara says, not Gottman, but same right. idea is yeah. if we go out and look for negatives or things that need to be, you know, fixed or stopped or whatever that is, we're going to find them, you know, and it's a lot easier, unfortunately, to find negatives out there. But do you think most people are kind of, their brain is trained that way, that yeah, they typically I, land on the scanning for negative side? Absolutely. And so what I tell my kids all the time is if you look for positives um, in other people in the world in general, you're going to find them just like you would negatives, but you do have to, there's a shift that has to happen. Um, and we can retrain our brains to where we don't necessarily have to like turn that on or be mm -hmm. so intentional anymore because it just starts to be that way. But yes, I think for the most part, even if you're not like a super negative person, you can find things to criticize more easily a lot of times. It's a little more natural to kind of kind mm -hmm. of go that direction. So so retraining our brains is then we're starting to maybe when we're at home, we're starting to maybe look for things that are positive about our spouse and we're starting to think about what are some why did I ever marry them in the first place? Look going back to that level, looking for things that they're doing well. So you're just kind of scanning for opportunities to, to give them appreciation to, and then to express that, I think, right. is really kind of what we're after, right? Yeah. I think you absolutely have to be intentional and carve out time to, whether it's sit and pray, sit and journal, sit and think, whatever, but like have that time to carve out so you can be mindful and you can shift your thinking and take that inventory you're talking about, like what, what was um, so great about this person to begin with, you yeah. know, like what did we used to do that we really enjoyed doing or had fun doing that we're not doing right now? Like, but being able to ask yourself hard questions and then give yourself time to really like unpack that and process it because life happens and we don't always just sit there in gratitude and remember all of these things. So if we're not intentional or mindful, as we would say on our podcast here, if we're not doing that, then it's going to be difficult to do it. So we have to really carve out a little time. And so one of the things I've done in the past, I've heard other people doing this, I stole the idea, it's not original, so I can't brag like I'm a better therapist than John Gottman, like Tara did a few moments ago. I did not. Oh, you, you put down I said Gottman. It was, I, I didn't put him down. We'll I let the said. email in if we had an email I and let said, us know what you heard. Court reporter, read it back. <laughs> no, I said what I say to do is this. Okay, all right. Gottman so. didn't say it. Potato, potato. Thank you for listening potato. so mindfully, Brock. <laughs> potato, potato. You passed. So anyway, so one of the things might be to sit down and it, even create like a list of here's all the positive mm -hmm. qualities about my spouse, here's why I fell in love with them, here's the things they do to add value to my family, that just uh, appreciate about them, that would be a, or some other things like that that we could do to begin to kind of get back in that mindset of appreciation and scanning for positive. Is there anything else that you would recommend yeah, we think, could do? Yeah, I think I'm a... I'm a list maker in general, and I'm a visual person. And so I think any time you can sit down and write this stuff down, um, I think it makes it more real, for one. Um, and it can also, I think we can be more thorough and just process better, honestly. So, like, if you sit down and you, whether it's these are the things I really, like, enjoy or appreciate in making a list. Um, these are the things maybe even I miss doing. Um, not in a negative way, but mm -hmm. like these are the things I miss doing with my spouse and I would like to be maybe do more of. These are things I wish I've always wanted to do and wish we could. 
um, maybe stuff to like look forward to and have some like bucket list items and things that we have in common. What are like, you know, how can I celebrate them? Whatever that looks like, even if it's stuff that gets on my nerves sometimes, if sometimes it's an asset, like maybe I can even shift the way I look at that, you know, because I mean, I talk to parents all the time, like even if they're divorced and they may not like each other, they can say things like, well, he's still a really good father or she's still, you know, they may not like each other for as each other's partners anymore, but they can still pull those things out sometimes. And so if divorced people can do it, we can do it, you know? And so even if it's something small and you can only come up with one or two things, like take note of that and then express it. That's the other piece is it's not just write it down and like, you're like, Oh, these are the things that I really appreciate. It's then we're going to take that and like, express that verbally or in some way to our spouse. So to, to kind of wrap up the first part we're talking about, about learning to see the appreciation in the other, like that really does a, so in our brains, I guess what I'm saying is that really begins to do a shift in our brains as we start to just think about the positive, And that's a really good spot to start. And so even if we're kind of tired of our spouse right now or frustrated yeah. with them, we sh- that's an exercise that help us to start to turn the corner. And then the, the next piece of that is make sure we don't just hold on to that information, but we start to express that information. Yeah. We tell those things yeah. to them. And I think, too, like um, when we start to do this, even when we don't necessarily like say it yet or express it, but when we are looking for the positives and looking for good things to hold on to, it starts to change our perspective and our outlook. And so it's hard to do this sometimes. Like, let's say you're, you know, y'all have gotten into an argument and feelings are hurt or someone's angry. That might be, it might be hard to do this. But if you did allow yourself to try and actually were successful, like it can like lessen the angst or whatever's going on. Yeah. Um, and so I think, yeah, I think coming up with something that you have to go to, um, and a list that you're continually building. Like, mm-hmm. don't just be like, oh, I came up with 10 things. And, like, I'm good. Yeah. Like, there's always something to, like, grow in or learn. Bob Goff has really been instrumental in helping me kind of understand how to express my belief in God in the world. And so he wrote a book called Everybody Always. And so the question he was asking is, when should you express love or show love to people? And his answer is always. everybody, always. And yeah. so I think that is kind of one thing that I'm as we talk about expressing appreciation, is like, why in the world would we ever hold back? Like, if this I is a, a, for a person, we could say something nice to them that's going to make their life a little bit better. Why would we ever hold back? And yeah. so even in our marriage relationship, and as we're writing that list, it might be a nice thing to share one or two of those things with them or that whole list with them. But even as we're seeing them do things around the house, like, and I really appreciate that, or I appreciate that you thought that. Acknowledging that, it is acknowledging awesome. Yeah. It's huge. And then it can even be just simple things. And expressing appreciation by saying thank you, mm-hmm. uh, by saying uh, just the small little, like, man, thanks for... Just thanks. having decent manners. Decent manners, yeah, because yeah, oftentimes when we're dating, we have them, and as we get married, we kind of lose those. But well, just kinda... and we start to take things for granted, or, you know, we are frustrated, so we don't thank them for helping with dinner, or cooking mm-hmm. dinner. If there is something bigger going on, and there's some tension or conflict in the midst of your marriage, like all of our marriages at some point, like, you can still have that going on. But still, do like water your marriage in these ways, if yeah. you will. Like yeah. you know, like I can be mad at my husband for buying a guitar without talking to me first. As Daniel would he never did do not this do that. But I'm just saying. Yeah. But like if he, you know that, but also like if he did the laundry and I came home and I realized, oh, I don't have to do it. I can still thank him for that. So that doesn't the dismiss the fact that like we still need to figure out the guitar situation. Right. 
But Daniel would never do that. So of let's just take that off the table. Just those things, like if you do the dishes, they hey, somebody says, thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm. It means the world to you. So just a little gripe here that I have about my wife. So I vacuum the house every day. Every day I vacuum the house. That is excessive. Maybe. I know, but she never says thank you. It's so frustrating to me. I mean, have you expressed this to her? Well, wife? I mean, she said thank you to Roomba before, because I don't actually. But I, 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 pro- I programmed. <laughs> you just turn it. it on. Yeah, I programmed it. But still, that's just a little frustration. I just want to air here to the world that okay, my wife we'll doesn't talk ever about say that thank after you for the podcast. Thank you for or for um, scheduling the Roomba three years ago and not ever touching it since. But just, just a little frustration. I have so, oh. but so one of the things that's really helped me, and I'm sorry to talk about Gottman one more time here, is that he it's been really helpful for me as he studied, and we've talked about this before too. That as he studied couples that were doing it well, that there was that five to one ratio of kind of five positive things to every one negative thing that was said, mm-hmm. and that's really helped me to kind of monitor my words and I'm like, am I saying things like thank you? Am I saying things like I really appreciate that? Or here's yeah. something I appreciate about you. Am I doing that? kind of more than I am ever, you know, saying anything negative. And so that's really helped me in my mind to know that's got to really outweigh the negative things. And so it's helped my mind shift to know, man, I've got to be kind of scanning for positive and making sure that I'm saying positive things. And it really does make a huge difference when right. people hear things. And not every negative thing needs to be said. No, ever. that's a huge part of marriage. Um, yeah. Because even if it's, you know, frustrating or pushes your buttons in that moment, if, if it's not a pattern or it's not something that is causing um, hurt or harm to your marriage or e- each other in some way, it may not need to be shared, you mm-hmm. know. But if, it, if it's a one-off and it's just like, man, he's annoying, but I've also had a stressful day. So, like, you know, like sometimes it's okay for us to not share everything, but um, also not be – go to the extreme with that and – Never share. Never anything. share yeah. and stuff everything down. But I think that's a it's a in resolving conflict in our in our relationships with anybody, it's like I used to believe that man, if you felt something a little negative, you should say it. And now I'm realizing that man, part of being mature is being able to not say everything that kind of bothers Absolutely. you and deal with that because it might be your own issue. Mm-hmm. And most of the time it is, and it's not even well, their issue like at all. So we always come to this is that you know, in this whole thing, it if we circle back around to ourselves and make sure we're doing what we need to be doing, a lot of times those things would not maybe even be issues, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so I think just, yeah, I definitely think it's a good rule of thumb to just, even if you're frustrated or annoyed or you're in a hurry and think you don't have time, like if you could even like always leave on a positive, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't mean everything is dismissed. It can be addressed later and like keeping that conversation going like we've talked about. Um, when there is stuff that needs to be worked out and knowing that we're going to have to follow up at some point. But, you know, if I leave the house or my husband leaves the house, uh, even if, like, I'm irritated, I don't want ugliness to be the last thing that happened between us or was set, you know. And so just even just, you know, hey, I'm sorry we got into this. I want to work it out. Let's talk about it tonight. I love you. Mm-hmm. Hope you have a good day. Yeah. Um, still being authentic, but you know, trying very much to lead with love and just, yeah, don't hold it back. Yeah. So really kind of to summarize, if I could, it's like really kind of changing our mindset to kind of think a little bit more about the positive qualities of this human being and kind of doing some exercises to do that. And then making sure we don't just end there, but making sure that we now find appropriate ways and meaningful ways to kind of express that appreciation. Right. And that can help a person start to feel 
loved and, and valued a little bit more in the Absolutely. relationship than if you're yeah. just hearing the negative stuff all the time. Yeah, and that doesn't just have to be a verbal expression. You can leave, like we talked before, like sticky notes on the mirror mm -hmm. or, you know, a note on their car or yeah. call them in the middle of the day when you normally don't. I mean, just change it up, be creative. It doesn't have to be expensive or grandiose yeah. by any means. Just even a text message to say, yeah. this is thinking about you or appreciate that. It's the kind of variety of ways. Like, Because one of the things I think is interesting is when we're dating, and I don't really like this word because it was used negatively when I was a, a youth pastor, but like when we're courting, huh. uh, you know, it's like when we're trying to win someone over, right. we do some nice things and we're thinking about that stuff. We're it on our best like, behavior. But when we get married, that yeah. seems to just to disappear. But I think marriage still has to be a little bit of that. How do I continue to let this person know that they're valuable to me? Absolutely. Because it's, it's thinking of that person ultimately. Like, I want them to know that they're really loved as a right. human being. Well, and if your neighbor came over and helped you, like, make dinner or, you know, put a load of laundry in the dryer that you didn't have to do because you were messing with the kids or something, yeah. you would thank them and you would be super appreciative and express that. Like, we should not give people outside of our marriage better than we give our spouse. Yeah. You know, and so just again, going back to like, I think decent, just be kind and have like, um, like be well mannered, you yeah. know, but I, cause I think that does get sometimes lost, um, down the road. And I think that could even be a simple way to make people be like, oh, well, he hadn't thanked me in years for it. like, yeah. And yeah. then people want to do it more just because yeah. they, it feels good and they, they want to help. They want to love on you that way usually. But they also don't want to be taken for granted. Yeah, and one of the things <clears throat> I think in the scriptures too, it talks about prayers of thanksgiving, and so even making sure your prayers turn into yes, Lord, I thank you for my spouse, my my wife, my husband, and and then kind of being specific for for, for this and kind of uh, the thing that they've done. I think that's a huge way to do. It. It's just that mindset shift to start to well, yeah, our outlook changes. So like yeah. it changes our heart, you know, and yeah. so our prayers will change, our attitude changes, our you know the way we maybe just look at the world or talk to people changes, I think, when we are trying intentionally to be positive people. Yeah. And so to uh, to, to start to wrap up the podcast a little bit here, uh, and I'm not looking for anything in return, so to express appreciation to Tara, this is not on the on the list, and so she's excited about this. But, oh, my gosh. So, but I just really do appreciate, like, you've really helped me in my marriage a lot because it's like it's so nice to be able to sit down and hear uh, a competent, well-educated, well-thought Christian person who's a can help me understand the female perspective and also run it through the lens of your education, your experience, and all that kind of stuff. And so it's been really helpful. So it's so it frustrates me a little bit when I think, what would Tara say here? How would Tara respond to that in the home? And that's so frustrating. But again, this is positive, so I need to go back to that side. So I wanted to thank you for making a difference in, in, in my You're life welcome. a little bit Very too. Much. So yeah, and. Uh, and a good therapist, by the way. So, Thank you. yeah, and a good therapist. So, so is your home kind of struggling with stuff? Maybe, maybe this could be something that could help us to start to shift that mindset just a little bit. Like, man, I could, it's really easy to get negative here, especially with all the stuff that's going on. To like, how can I start to scan this world and, and for my spouse for positive things? Mm -hmm. Make a list, do some exercises, and begin to express those things. And it may help the feel of your home. A little bit and it's not just an overnight success and just because you start to say some positive things that doesn't mean your spouse isn't going to still be on their negative behavior or whatever right. but it's just this is kind of a new mind shit mind i can't mind say that my shift, mind shift. <laughs> uh, and so this is something to think yeah. about and so yeah and if you want to i still think primarily like with your spouse this is obviously a very good thing but if if y'all all are home together um 
for long periods of time while this is all going down right now in our world, like bring the kids in on it and teach them how to do this to their siblings or to the other parent or teachers. You know, maybe they could write notes to people and send it in the mail right now while things are, you know, because this is a difficult and chaotic time for a lot of people. And um, everybody wants to feel appreciated. And that's a good way to like support them and do that. So, yeah. Just so a little nugget. there it is, our, our special episode in the brand new studio. Studio A. Studio A for our podcast. And so, uh, so Tara, as always, thank you so much for, for sharing your wisdom with thank us. You. Look at me being all nice to Tara. I know. Stop. So it's weird. It is because we'll go back to our sarcastic ways any moment now. So thank you guys for listening and anything that we need to say as an outro for our podcast. I think you've done great. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Marriage Podcast. Learn more about the marriage ministry at Hope by visiting hopefellowship.net slash marriage.